Welcome, guys, to a late edition of the BS Podcast. Um, but I hope you guys notice that I am in a slightly different looking uh, version of RuneScape, and we'll get into that in a bit. But in case you are living in a cave or not on Twitter or anything this week, um, you notice there is quite a bit of fuss about uh, HD clients. So a little bit of backstory. Um, 117 was all set to release his HD client for Rune Light, and then at the 11th hour, he got a note from Jagex saying that they didn't want him to do that anymore, and all of his work would be for nothing. So that caused quite an uproar, as you would imagine, as there are a lot of people that like HD clients, me included. Um, and that set all kinds of riots in Fally and so forth. Um, but in addition to that, um, 117 wasn't the only high def client uh, or high def um, project that was out there. I've got the team here today from HDOS uh, and they had their own project, which was basically 2008, 2009 scape, which is personally my favorite version of RuneScape. Cause that's kind of what I did most of my big movies. in. so I was very interested in kind of how this project was going. Um, and I'm very happy to have the team here with me to discuss kind of how their week went for them, what they have planned, uh, what, what they did in the past toward this project. And we'll also take a tour around the game in the in their HD client as we go. So, guys, welcome to the show. I'm really pleased to have you. How are you doing uh, this week? Yeah, we're happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Great. So um, before we get into kind of this week, could you go into your story of how you've kind of developed this client and like what, what was the path to kind of get to where you, you are today? So people could kind of get the backstory of, of the project itself. Yeah, sure. Brian, you want to take this one? Um, sure. Um, originally, well, it's back when I was working on HD helpers, well, maybe you guys don't know what that's. Project was, but it was another. Oh, uh, there was another HD project attempt. Um, I think it used the Unity, and well, I was starting uh, tinkering with uh, restoring the OA graphics back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Then, then OSHD released while uh, I was developing it or just messing around with it. Um. And I shelved it until um, me and Pat started talking about the idea, and I brought it up, and we just uh, continued it back in what was it, 2020? Um, yeah, it was like um, January 2020, I believe. Yeah, that's when we continued it. Just started messing around with it, then it became um, a full-fledged project. Mm-hmm. So just so everyone's aware too, this is uh, Brain Trust uh, with the HDOS team, and uh, is it like Patrick or? Oh, it's a uh, Brain Free and Patrick. Oh, yep. I'm sorry, Brain Free, not <laughs> and Patrick. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. they're with the HD. We also have Superman on the call, but he might just be a passenger. But <laughs> I don't know if he wants to talk or not. One one seven. Just. Uh, so everyone's aware, I, I talked to him, he gave me back an email interview. I'll get to that at the end of the show. I'll run through what he responded to me. He's very camera shy and, and didn't want to come on and talk live. He's 
a pretty introverted guy, which I understand. So I, I wanted to respect his privacy, but I also have his word. So we'll share that after the show. Uh, if you guys are curious what he had to say as well. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we're talking to the HDOS team, which is a slightly uh, different project. Uh, it's mostly to get uh, the the 2008 type graphics in the game, like as you see right now. Um, this is what I'm playing right uh, right at this moment. And yeah, so we're, we're talking to them. Um, so I had a list of questions. Um, you went into your uh, kind of what you did. What was your motivation to do 2008 uh, graphics? Um, I think the motivation, well, originally, um, so I was just getting into sort of like the world of RuneScape development. You know, I had been doing it kind of by myself for a while. And um, I was friends with uh, Brain, and we just wanted a project to work on together. And uh, we both had a passion for uh, the HD graphics. We both played back in the day, and we decided, you know what, the last project failed, and we kind of needed to make something that wouldn't fail. Mm -hmm. But uh, here we are. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So going to this week, it's been a bit of an interesting week uh, for you guys. What, what, was kind of the mood or what, what happened when you kind of got the news that like you wouldn't be able to, to continue the project? What, what were your feelings? How was that news delivered? Like, can you describe kind of what happened there? Right. Um, so we did get an email uh, the previous day before anybody um, got the news mm -hmm. on the live post, but um, me and brain were both busy. And so we actually heard the news along with everybody else. So we didn't, we didn't really have time to process or think before everybody was just kind of in our uh, inbox, letting us know that they're sorry for the loss. And we're like, what, what loss, oh, you no. know? And then, we, so we were a little in shock, um, a little confused for a while um, because we had been up already for four or five months um, in our open beta phase, you know, with Jagex's awareness of that. So mm -hmm. to get a message, after the fact was a little bit uh confusing to say the least yeah i can imagine so as far as jagex goes what what did what kind of communication have you had them because i know you talked to them early on you wanted to get them involved you wanted this to be something that was you weren't trying to do this kind of on the side sneak like secretly and and like kind of as like a shadow project this is something that you wanted their involvement on and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious what kind of communications have you had with them um so our earliest communication um, goes back to our um, closed beta phase. Mm -hmm. So after we were testing by ourselves, we had developed for a few months, uh, we decided we wanted to let a small group of people use the client and help us find some bugs. And um, we weren't sure how Jagex would feel, so we just let them know that that's what we were kind of doing, even though we you know, it was small enough, they probably never would have known. Um, but we still wanted to. And um, so we, we sent them a, you know, a pretty informal but um, awareness message. Um, and I have the dates on that. I, I'll give it to you later. But um, yeah, that was our first. And then our second one was a bigger one um, where we were telling them about our open beta phase, mm -hmm. which was months after we had... Uh, fixed a lot of the bugs, everything was stable, and uh, we decided we were going to let everybody kind of use it. So we, you know, we put a lot of time into a message to them, 
And uh, we didn't get a response, so we kind of thought, okay, you know, they don't want to say yes, and they don't want to say no, uh, so we'll just go ahead with it. And if they have, uh, you know, something to say later on, then we'll talk to them then. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's been our history. Okay. And yeah, so still, other than the message that you got this week, that's all you've really heard from them is, is like, no, don't do yep. this, like this week. This is the very first message you ever sent to us. Okay. And when did you start working on this? When did you start, like, the, the project? Serious development um, about a year ago. About a year ago. So you've been working pretty hard on this for, for almost a year, and now it's the first time you kind of heard back from them. Yeah, for the first five months, it was about eight to sixteen hours a day oh that we were grinding on this thing. How many? And then, how many total um, hours would you say you put into this? Yeah, I did a calculation earlier because <laughs> um, Brain and I uh, we would voice call when. Um, when we would work and so i just have logs and logs of like 11 hour 15 hour calls that are just like ridiculously oh but all in all um over over 3000 hours oh yeah. wow that's that's just a lot of work so as far as the project goes um what would you say like is with the, the biggest challenge other than like not getting a hold of jagex just like just doing the project what, what kind of challenges did you run into uh you can uh, take this one brain Oh, technical challenges. Oh, there's a list, and um, we just kept on hitting technical barriers. The probably the longest thing that took for this project was to figure out how to make it actually work and sustain into the future. Mm -hmm. Um, just the crafting. Um, because we can uh, just get it HD working for a day just to prove it, but making it stay working, uh, long term with what we had in mind to doing it cool properly mm -hmm. was what took a while to do. Making the assets work together, uh, mm -hmm. old and new assets mix. And, and uh, for example, like the new models you see there, mm -hmm. is a mix between the old and the new ones. Mm -hmm. Making them animate together with the newer and older animations was uh, one of the problems we had to solve. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, Did you have any of the uh, older assets from 2008, or was this all completely from scratch? Um, these are all the original assets from back then. Oh, really? Okay. Everything you see is um, the literal restoration of it. Oh, wow. Uh, since we're mostly just a restore project, it's verbatim all the assets and map files, yes. where ultimately the goal is to get 100% to restore. But some of the maps and areas uh, are not completely restored yet. But most of the assets, I'll say about 90% of the assets, uh, models, audio, uh, animations, and such are restored. Oh, we wow. still have work to do, and there's some bugs. Um, the math we have to do individually, which we're slowly um, going through. Um, for example, Edgeville here is fully restored. We had to do this manually. Oh my so, gosh, so you did all of this is manual work. Right, it's a full like map. We have to design the map and right. make it so that all of the collision, like things that you can walk into or can't you know, walk on, we need to make sure that we are keeping that while still upgrading it to look how it did back then right so you can imagine the the challenges that come with that and we have to do that you know pretty much from from scratch in a way that works and will always work so well it looks beautiful uh, i'm i'm really impressed with this and like i said this brings me back because this is my kind of era of when when i did videos so uh just for me personally this looks gorgeous i like it by the way if you want to make it look even prettier on the graphic settings on the top bar just try ticking them all on. Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, I did that earlier. 
when I was, was playing in. <laughs> yeah, a couple extra things. Um, I do have a couple, um, like some other challenges. I just sort of listed a couple. Um, like Brain had said, uh, converting the formats, making them work together, um, allowing all of the HD models from back in the day to work with the current ones um, today. Like the old, you know, the HD Goblin needs to look like the, you know, the old school goblin needs to look like the hd so there's there's a process with that um and that took a little bit of time um z fighting that's um people who are familiar with graphics programming um they'll know about z fighting it's a very pesky bug where when two planes sit on top of each other um when it renders it they'll fight with each other and uh some planes will go on top and then the next frame they'll go down on the bottom so it kind of makes a flickering effect Mm -hmm. um so we we had to fix that and that was um a process as well and then um anti-aliasing uh bloom you know all 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 the graphic stuff uh was something that we hadn't um really spent as much time tackling in the past so it was kind of some bit of a learning process there too i can imagine this this map right here we had to manually do too do you see those pillars in front Yep. In old school, the pillars are moved over to a little bit. Oh, really? So Did they redesign the back. castle and the of the newer graphics? Um, so basically, some of the objects are not in the same places that they are in old school. So we basically have to move things around to make oh my them goodness. fit in the right places. So is yeah. there... But this is mapped to the current RuneScape. So if I like move here, there's not an actual Correct. pillar. Okay. Exactly. That's exactly. the thing, too, that... I So I don't understand. And we'll get more into like reasons, I guess, later on, but... Uh, in my own personal opinion, I don't understand why they wouldn't want any sort of client like made for them. I mean, it's free game development. Like if somebody wants to make like a CryEngine version of the game where I'm playing in like a first person mode and it's like super like PlayStation 5 type graphics and right. it runs on the same engine that everything else does. And who cares if I'm viewing it as a like a super high def version of the game versus like something that's like just the standard client. I mean, it's, we're still playing the same game. I'm not cheating the game by doing anything faster or anything like this. I'm just looking at it different and that may appeal to some players and it may, may not, but those players at least have the option to play what they want. So. Yeah. And the, um, you know, to speak to your point there, um, we did a lot of integrity changes. So the client that, uh, it's based on the engine that it's based on. Uh, some things were different from the way that old school does it. So one example is like when you cast Vengeance, um, how your animation will stall uh, mm -hmm. back in the day, but they made an update so that it doesn't do that in the same way. So we have to also take that update and apply it to our engine to make sure that you know the game plays exactly how jagex intends it to play yeah, exactly so that that was like something that we you know we made sure uh that we were keeping those integrity changes uh so that old bugs couldn't be abused and such like that oh perfect i, I did notice the dance was the uh the 2008 dance like if you go into the regular client you actually do the 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 leg kick right. wave so you've even got yeah, the yeah, emotes yeah. updated yeah uh animations the, yep, yeah definitely that's great i love that too um and the whip yeah, so as far as this week goes, um, so you kind of got into the emotions of like, yeah, it was like kind of a, uh, I'm sure it was devastating. It was a lot of like hard work that you've, you're worried about. Where where do you guys stand now kind of on things? What's 
your plan going forward? Do you even know what you're going to do? Um, how, how are your, your feelings right now? Um, personally, just seeing the support from our community for us uh, kind of uh, re-inspired us a lot. Kind of <laughs> makes us want to work on it even more. Oh, that's we great. Get over this hump. Um, personally, we can, we're going to try to just continue as long as we can mm -hmm. um, for our community's sake. Because uh, a lot of people who enjoy it, and we do it for them. Um, and I just am under the impression that Rex doesn't understand um, completely what this means uh, or the people that they would be affecting. Because right. there's a lot of passionate people who enjoy what we do yep. and really what we're doing it for. And just to blatantly shut it down without much reason or not a very clear reason uh was just uh confusing to us right uh, especially after months of having it live and you know feeling like we're in the clear trying uh, to be transparent just emailing them wanting to establish communication right. anything yep, which but, is exactly why i wanted to have you guys on because i wanted you guys to have that communication maybe somebody at jagex sees this maybe the community understands better and the word gets back and you get at least some sort of communication from jagex like knowing the reasons i know the official kind of statement was they, they plan on releasing an hd client but the way they kind of worded it was like well okay so two things so i gotta speak in jagex's i don't want to speak on their behalf i mean if a jmod wants to come on this show and give their side of the stories i'm more than welcome to take somebody on and and hear what they have to say um but the the official word from them was that they're coming out they're in the in talks to have a hd client in the future which make it made it sound like they sent out a memo that day to set up a meeting to maybe discuss it in a couple of years from now which is kind of like a, a bit of a slap in the face but like that's kind of their official line is they're hoping to have that um right now if you want to get into the speculation part of things like maybe they they want to sell the client later. I, I, I've thought long and hard about what their reasoning might be. And the only thing I can come up with is they want to release their own client like two years down the road and have a big marketing campaign behind it saying like, here, here's our new HD client, come back to the game and play it. And kind of like a, like an old school release type of thing. And like maybe, but like in the meantime, you're pissing off like your entire fan base by telling fan projects no we don't want you and if you really want to do that why not just like go to the go to you guys you've already developed a client for them and just either buy it or or, or whatnot just get it off of you and just release that into the game why are you like waiting two years to like have maybe discussions about it so i, I don't yeah i two years I, right. i'm just saying two years i don't know that it's actually no. going to be two years but i uh, everybody kind of knows how fast jagex tends to move not trying to throw them under the bus too much there but it's going to be a while it's not going to be something they're going to release like in a couple of weeks but uh, do you have your own personal thoughts about what their reasoning might be or speculation the, the fun stuff that <laughs> we probably shouldn't Back say but we do when they shut down oshd mm -hmm. um i remember we're, i think it was I remember who stated it, but they said they were going to do their own HD back then in uh, a few years, um, but that never happened. Um, the reasons, um, again, this is the their own um, vision of the game in 2008. This is 2008. Yeah, we exactly. are restoring it verbatim. Mm -hmm. um, this is 
Gower's vision of what the game should look like uh, back then. Right. And we're, well, we'll prove it as possible. I mean, you're playing it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe Jagex, uh, assuming they have all their assets backed up, I assume they could, you know, if we could do it, they could do it definitely. <laughs> um, the reason why they wouldn't probably want to go down our route is it will be expensive to update all the newer assets that old school exclusively has right and um upgrade the tooling and retrain all their artists for that tooling yeah well uh, you almost have like have an old new team because they got the old school version of it which is like the 2007 graphics they'd have to have like a 2008 <clears throat> team but like i'm saying you they've already got you guys which goes okay so if jagex came to you and offered you a sum of money to buy this and release as a tool would you be down for that or do you feel like this is your own pet project you kind of want to keep ownership of it what's your kind of feelings about that that one that one depends like no we wouldn't want to sell it outright and be like hey have full control over this project mm-hmm. you know we we got it to this point and we would want to have some direction with it and keep developing on it um but i mean the ultimate goal is to get this in as many hands really as possible because you know people loved it so if jagex was wanting to help us do that i don't think it would really be a conversation of how much to buy it'd be you know what can we do to work together mm-hmm. and um you know make this thing in as many hands as possible we're not looking really for money is what i mean exactly you just want you want the fans to have 2008 experience like that's what you right. guys like and, and i think this project is perfect for that because um i mean the game's called old school runescape and a, a fan-made hd project makes sense because you know uh, the brand is old school and you know we never foresaw that they would want to make an hd client themselves because it kind of isn't in the brand you know right. that the whole premise of you know old school was to you know go back to the early days and sort of redevelop and redesign you know the old school uh version of the game and some people were then missing that hd version uh and that's where we wanted to step in as a third party and say you know here for those people who want it here it is and uh you know we but yeah we we definitely would want to work with jagex to to make something the best we can yeah. really well, that's um, great. also these graphics um are like i guess old school in my opinion these are obviously <laughs> not modern graphics True. by any stretch of the imagination right they're not like super high definition textures or crazy animations these are still nice it ha- it has the RuneScape identity. If you look at this and you know what RuneScape is, you just tell it's RuneScape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still old and it still keeps the original charm we feel. It just takes what old school is and puts it through mm-hmm. um, a high resolution lens, but it still keeps its original charm of what RuneScape is. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not perfect, it's not the best, but it's RuneScape. Well, right. yep. I think 2K Archer said it the best. These aren't the old school graphics. These are the best graphics. Because <laughs> that's what I'm familiar yeah. with. So I love it. And again, this is people that like freak out about like the graphics for RuneScape. Like, oh, RuneScape shouldn't be played with great graphics. It's like an old school game. It should look like an old school game. Then this is optional. You don't have to play this. There's nobody forcing you to play this. If you like this oh. one, play this one. If not, go to the old school. You have the choice and it's still the same game in the back end. Is what I have to By say. the way, you can still switch to SD mode in this thing. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, I noticed that too. I, I, well, I don't want to log out because I, I have to like sit there and type in the password. But yeah, there's the, you don't the, have to log out. It was like the old. Uh, oh, you how, how do you switch then? Is it up here on the top or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in settings. Um, 
Settings, window mode. Window mode. SD. Oh, let's do it. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So you could actually switch back. Oh my gosh. Let's change it back. Yep, change it back. Like change it back. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I mean, this is this is just like the clamp before. You had the option to to do full screen and resizable and and such like that. So this is, mm-hmm. definitely brings me back. I love it. Everything and more is what we're was what we're going for. Anything that they had back then, any options, um, we wanted to restore it fully and then add to add to that um, at the end. So. That's great. So, um, to that point, so would, have you ever thought about making this like a RuneLight plugin, or is that even something you could do? Is it possible with what you got? Or, um, we definitely could. Uh, in theory, we could. Um, but that would introduce other um, complexities. Yeah, I can imagine. So we yeah. would have to um, go through Adam, and Adam would have to be burdened with having to support us. And Adam's um, the owner. Politics are yeah. involved. Right. Um, limitations. Any updates we would need to make to RuneLight to make it possible, we would have to wait for approval with Adam, or it it would be there would be resistance and limitations. Yeah, I can. It would be it would be more simple just to um, have free reign with our own client and distribution. Yeah. Right. Siphoning the whole community into one client makes sense to a certain degree because then jagex only has to communicate with that one client right but for something uh practical uh the practicality of this does not fit runelight so yeah i, uh, I mean there's arguments to both work. sides i could see from jagex point of view if it was easier to just cl- control one client and it's like one one less thing you have to worry about with like multiple clients running around. So that's why I kind of asked through it out there. Not that I don't mm-hmm. like this client. I think this client is great, but if it, for simplicity's sake, if Jagex said, okay, we, we can release this, but it has to be through rune light. Is it a possibility? And it looks like it is, which is good. Cause I, I want to see this project succeed. Cause I love the 2008 graphics. I want to have the option to, to film new videos. If I were to ever do more videos, I'd, I want the 2008 mm-hmm. option. Cause this is <laughs> what I used to do is 2008 type stuff. So that's Ari, we still have to restore. So Ari is going to be the hardest place we have to restore. <laughs> um, it's going to be a, a horrible task. It's going to take us like a week at least right. to do this entire place. Um, but back on track. Um, the reason, another what we're probably touching on is why we're closed source. Well, we would prefer to open source it uh, if we could, but there's um, a few good reasons why we couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably the first and foremost is is probably not really ours to be holding that bug. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm curious too uh, if like Jagex were to make like an open source like type client project, because I was thinking sort of along those lines. Like, what if they made like the front end client something that was open source, and then people could just kind of create their own versions of like kind of the graphics? Then they would have control of it. You could have like check things into a GitLab and they can review it. Um, I think the downside with that was bots. Was bots. Bots, oh bots, yeah, bots. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And that's the reason um, why we uh, probably the biggest reason. The second biggest reason. Well, the first one is it's not really ours to release in the first place. The yeah, assets, exactly. the client, the technology. A lot of it is um, simply a restoration of it. So without Jagex, this blessing it wouldn't really feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's probably widely out there already. But still, the second and most important reason is the technology we did to make this work. For example, the networking was another technical hurdle, probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, to make this work. To me, in order for the client to communicate with the server, 
the, the live game, um, that was its own uh, mountain to climb. Um, if that technology was just open source, people can make packet bots, and those will make the mining problem much, much worse. Right. Right. Um, so it would just be grossly irresponsible to just <laughs> release that technology out publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, not what Brunelite or most botting clients do with injection or reflection. This is direct communication with the server, which is um, something completely different, uh, more dangerous. Yeah, right. So opinion. what we did. Anyway, but that's the biggest reason why we can't just open right. it. And without right. it, the client is useless. So. Mm-hmm. So to his point, what we did was we we made sure that that aspect was um, fully secured, uh, obfuscated to the point where it wouldn't be it would be far harder for anybody to use our client to obtain that um, that information or to to use it to make one than and than the regular RuneScape client. So. Right. Um, yeah, we made sure to protect it. Yeah, in case people want to try to exploit our client to um, gain that technology mm-hmm. or make bots with it. Right, but you'd so be more than open than Jagex if they came in and did code reviews of your stuff. It's just to make sure you don't yeah. have any like backdoors or anything like that. Oh, one hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, we even we even offered. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Now, see, that's the part I don't understand. Like, if you guys are willing to do do that kind of stuff, you're giving them basically free code so that it's available and it's. Oh, like something that you're mm-hmm. kind of willing to help them out on. And, and, and I'd be, if I was a, a gaming company and someone's like, oh, we're going to improve your front end for you. I'd be all over that. I don't know what the hesitation is there, but so do you guys have any uh, other thoughts or, or conversations you wanted to, to bring up or any no, um, statements you want to give to the community in general about your project or <laughs> anything like that? I mean, first and foremost, um, big thanks to, all of our community, HDOS, our Discord, um, you know, the people who support us on YouTube. Um, huge shout out to all of those guys. It's why we're here, why we're still even fighting to try to make this happen. Um, unfortunately, we can't really hit everybody because uh, we're, we're censored on Reddit. So Reddit <laughs> doesn't allow posts for HDOS because it's not a quote-unquote official client. So hopefully we can uh, make a solution for that uh, pretty soon. And uh, then we'll be able to reach more people as well. But yeah, I mean, it's all about it's all about the community. And uh, we're very thankful for all of them. Very much so. Some other confusing things, uh, so things I've noticed over the past few days. Um, some people think we're either uh, associated with 117's project. Mm-hmm. Which is not the case for one. Right. Um, and the second thing is, some people think we are uh, OSHD or right. a reboot of it, and uh, which uh, they are a completely separate entity from us. I we don't even know the developers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that um, one of the bullet points: we're not OSHD. We're not one seventeen. Um, was there any other confusion? Uh, people were going in our Discord asking questions, and I, so I just spotted some things. Um, oh yeah, if you guys have any questions too in uh, the the stream, let us know too. We can get these guys to answer them for you. 
Um, hopefully, sure. I don't know. They're they're more than welcome to shoot them down and say there's no way I'm answering yep. that. But <laughs> do you? By the way, uh, do you want to advertise what your Discord is? What your website is? Oh, so, um, hdos.dev, hdos.dev. Okay. Um, and the Discord links on there. Um, but yeah, kind of come in, say hi, come look I at what our projects. Yeah, take a look at the screenshots and stuff. Uh, you can give the client a try. So you notice I'm not on my account, by the way. The only reason why I'm not doing it is because I have a lifetime membership account. And if Jagex, for whatever reason, the higher ups say ban anybody that's using a third party client, I don't want to lose that account. I, it should be mostly safe. Mod Matt K actually played this on one of his streams, and he hasn't had any problems. A lot of other people have played this one. I would probably be playing this and doing videos on this if I didn't have a. Uh, a highly valuable account that I didn't want to lose. <laughs> so um, it, it should probably be safe for, for everybody. They haven't had any problems. Nobody's been banned for using this client. I just want to I, throw that out. I think MMK even used his PMOD account or his JMOD account. Oh, really? Account. Okay. There you, there you go. So. <laughs> uh, In-game time in our client, like how long people have used our client in-game since we started uh, open beta, uh, we hit 100K, I think. Oh, wow. Days ago, yeah, yeah hundred thousand hours. So that's like a couple thousand years. So that's super cool mm -hmm. to see. Hopefully, that number will just keep going. That's cool. Um, yeah. So glad to see people are using our client, enjoying it. Yeah. So the, uh, uh, someone's asking, do you have any plan to smooth the UI upscaling, and what are your top three priorities in terms of future add-ons? Which is a great question. Ah, uh, yes. Perfect. Um, that's definitely one. Eventually. Um, right now we're working on performance. Um, so we increase the, uh, the render distance uh, and utilize hardware better. So trying to keep the hardware requirements low. It looks pretty good to uh, me. I'm I have a decent. I don't have a great video card, but I have a decent one, and it's running really smooth for me. So, uh, and we can uncap the FPS. Mm -hmm. uh, the experience on the newer version is just uh, it's it's pretty great. Uh, I thought the client was great before. And I start using it, I go back to our client, I'm like, wow, it's feels so slow and clunky. <laughs> um, I say, oh, yeah, I'm like, we got to get this done. Um, uh, so the performance, the thing is, uh, we want to get performance done before we try moving on to bigger tasks like plugins. Because um, eventually we would want, uh, ultimately, the next uh, milestone is to integrate RuneLight plugins uh, into our client. So similar to RuneLight, you want to have kind of the like the helper uh, identical to RuneLight because RuneLight's open source, so we we can um, implement their API and have mm -hmm. their plugins for oh, our okay. client as well. How hard do you think that would be? Like, how many months or or weeks or so do you think it would take to uh, integrate the two? In the theory, it shouldn't be that bad. Um, we have a. Uh, strategy is most likely to have a compatibility layer initially and then slowly um uh, improve them individually if need be um but in theory it should be not that bad uh, it's the same theory as turning it into um a plugin it's just the same theory as importing the plugins and making it compatible with the client um because the game engines maintain parity uh now that's an important um uh, uh, thing we did was maintain parity with the old school engine because future updates, 
right? The mm -hmm. client needs to be able to withstand random updates, drag X, throws down the pipeline. How much, how, how difficult is it to, to weather uh, an update? Does that, does it cause like you have to take the client down for a week or is it pretty smooth? How's that work? Oh, same day, a couple hours. Um, okay. So there is like a little bit of a delay before you can kind of update everything. Um, at the moment, we look to improve that so that it can be, you know, maybe 10 minutes. I think RuneLight also has a short delay. I know um, I, most clients do have to do some manual work to of course, to yeah. get their clients up and running after an update. But um, an update, uh, just a server update, and if they just, um, you know, update the the cache with something or add some new content that'll be update instantly automatic um a revision update where they actually update the client itself then that's going to that's going to take a you know the couple hours or whatever that i was speaking to earlier mm -hmm. so there's protocol updates and cache updates the cache updates we had to build a tool inside the client to automatically update itself so it wouldn't have that downtime so it basically looks at what the new assets going to do game files are compares it with ours and makes it work together which was another magical um, piece of tech we're gonna make mm -hmm. um and the second type of update is a protocol update where the claim client updates now that's every update the networking basically scrambles and obfuscates and a whole slew of other things that could change that could break us and those are the things that we have to fix mm -hmm. um sometimes case by case sometimes it's just a few hours and it could be automated other times um like huge updates um like the clan system mm -hmm. um you'll be down a little bit longer yeah I can um, imagine, yeah oh well um the downside of approach we did we took a different approach we our client is completely um our own what we build uh we have full control over the client we directly communicate with the servers uh most other clients inject into oh, all other clients inject into um, the live game. So basically, uh, RuneScape releases a new client. They can inject into that client. Um, so any updates to the client are automatically inherited um, uh, when they update. With us, the downside of our approach, because uh, not everything's perfect, is that um, big updates to the client we have to um, uh, implement work into our client. Right. Is the downside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so those take longer but those are far and few in between so pros and cons and yeah. accepted costs but we can improve it over time of course <laughs> uh, get the uh, downtime lower yep any so, other questions from yeah, the chat or? i have a question myself so i'm actually in sure. software qa so i'm curious how many bugs are currently open on the project and that you're uh -huh. still trying to work on and how many of you fixed kind of overall Right. Um, um, so if you clump the bugs together, because a lot of them are like the same issue, right. but multiple bugs that are created from that issue. Mm -hmm. And they're usually just like one line of code to fix. It's, you know, mostly small stuff. Um, so if you let those accumulate, then there there's quite a few issues, I think. What are we up to as far as... Um... Open issues is 426. Closed issues, 542. All issues, uh, close to 1,000. We've closed 542, there's 426 open. Most of them are graphical, but big up, uh, and most of them will be fixed as we restore. Um, it's usually individually case by case basis. Mm -hmm. So unless a bug is um, 
uh, uh, breaking gameplay, um, or it's a general bug that can fix multiple things at once. It's not. You can't balance priority that way. A lot of things will be fixed automatically as we restore assets and fix compatibility over time. So we kind of um, put those in the back burner. Okay. Yeah. So uh, as far as like new, I, I think you kind of answered this before, but as far as like new characters that come out, what do you do to kind of adjust for? So I, I mentioned it comes out in, <laughs> in it's old school. How how do you adjust to to make that work for yeah. the, the new client? So what Brain um, was speaking to earlier, the approach that we took was for longevity's sake. So our design can automatically upgrade new content um, depending on what it is to. Um, so if a new, for example, NPC, uh, is brought into the game, uh, that NPC, say it's a, you know, like a humanoid, like a human, like NPC that can automatically be upgraded to HD, mm -hmm. like without us touching it at all. So, um, that kind of thing, it, you know, we don't have to touch it for things that can't be updated in that way. Uh, you know, we, we've already started on some of them, uh, but uh, we do plan to restore everything, including new um, content. We're so. going to, uh, uh, eventually, after your plugins, the next milestone is to make, is to upgrade uh, or uh, HDFI all of the uh, new assets in old school, mm -hmm. which will be another major hurdle. Um, but all content should just work automatically. That is the minimum common denominator that we must ensure mm -hmm. so if it's new content or it's um anything old school it will work that's the goal that's um, even if it's not hd it should just work magically <laughs> so just pull together what asset or you just kind of have everything mapped to something and it should be something mm -hmm. together exactly um and that was probably what took a long time we we had to God, there's thousands of assets, as you can imagine, right. that we had to uh, say, this is that, this is that, this is that. We mm -hmm. had restored audio, graphics, models, objects, NPCs. Um, we even had to make tools so we can like literally compare things left and right to each other and clicking like an arrow key, that, like checking it off, like, yep, 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 nope, yep, and just manually map a bunch of assets um, mm -hmm. together. That was probably took a long time. Um, I can imagine. Probably a month and a half, two months, just on, just on handling that. Uh, I mean, of course, the work was distributed uh, through that time so that multiple things were getting done. But yeah, it was a uh, yeah, long process for that one. And continuing. <laughs> yeah, crafting. yeah, some of the, our bugs that are open are just simply that, just pointing one thing to another, and then that's it issue solved mm -hmm. oh by the way so here's a fun command for you uh what's the um npc for jad we get and show him the mod command oh i'm not sure I, I can look it up real quick though Hold yeah <laughs> uh we enable do you know how jmods can like transform into uh, any npc right you seen that well yeah uh we gave users that ability oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> e um okay i'm getting it right now okay it's super cool so it's uh, um 2147 somebody in chat is saying cool so type in colon colon me mod yes where at? Yeah. just in the normal chat 
Yep, as a normal chat. It's uh, 3127. Yeah, oh. three, 3127. Okay, so colon, mm-hmm. colon, what? Mod. Mod? M-O-G. M-O-G, okay. Mm-hmm. 3127? Yeah, space 3127. 3127. And that's it? Yep, prisoner. <laughs> now, this is just for me, though. I'm not like running around. Yeah, yeah, like a <laughs> giant demon. Okay. Combat works, too. So try to go punching something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got to. So, this is the stuff I love because as a video maker, this is the stuff I want to do and have like open to me but without breaking the game. So, I'm not like, I don't, I can't punch for like 300 or something like that. I'm just. Walking around no, as myself, yeah. but even, exactly. even mm-hmm. though it's hard to see where exactly I am right now, I think I'm in here somewhere. I'm 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 the the right leg here, I believe. But, <laughs> oh, okay, I gotta run because. Let me all right, go outside there. He's struggling to get through the house here. <laughs> this is great. Love it, big. But yeah, as a as a as a video maker, this is exactly what I want to do. It's like okay, I need like a king black dragon in the middle of. Lumbridge, rather than sit there and like green screen it and take forever to cut it out, I could just do something exactly. like this. Yeah, and I've, I've got what I needed. It's so much easier. It's kind of mm-hmm. why a lot of people moved to Minecraft back in the back in the day is because you had the flexibility to sit there and type in like kind of mod commands and turn yourself into whatever character you wanted. So if a right. script called for something, you could do something like this. So this is great to see. Mm-hmm. I, I love seeing this. I. I kind of wish Jagex would sign off on that. It's, it's not breaking your game. Just please do it. Please, guys. <laughs> we ask you. Yeah. Um, the one downfall, like Brain said earlier, is bots. If bots weren't an issue, I think they would definitely have some sort of like open modding community. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, people use it to profit in real life and can't really go for that as a company. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see the point there. This is great. I'm going to have fun all day doing this now. <laughs> Uh, try one three three seven. One one which one? One three three seven. One three three seven. Oh, lead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but just let's move around on a stool. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. amazing. Oh, this is great. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming on. It was great talking to you and hearing your kind of your side of the story of, of this whole yeah. week. Once again, great talking to you. I'll read out one one seven's email interview here after I get off the phone with you guys, but uh, thank you once again. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and we're happy to talk to you in the future and, oh. you know, let you know any updates as we get them so oh, that sure you thing. can uh, share that oh. with your viewers. Yep. Great. Thank you. Okay. It was uh, great talk to them. So as far as one, one seven, I, I messaged him uh, for an interview. I wanted to have him on the podcast as well with these guys. Cause it, both of them, I actually messaged them like the day of the whole incident. And I wanted, I really wanted to get their feelings on everything and, and kind of see what's going on. But he messaged me back. He's like, I love to talk to you, but I'm really like kind of camera shy. He's introverted, which is understandable. I, I totally get that. So I didn't want to make him uncomfortable, but he did say he wanted to do an email interview with me. So I've, I sent him kind of a list of questions, kind of the same things that I, I asked um, the H- HDOS guys. Uh, so I've got that here in Word. I'll read that out to you. I know it's not going to be in, as entertaining, but uh, I kind of read that <laughs> read that as we go, and you get kind of his feelings um, uh, as to what his situation was. His He's a little bit more different situation as well because he's doing a RuneLite plugin. Um, he, he, he was the one that kind of kicked off the whole uh, like issue with the community because he said he couldn't release the... Uh, the um 
the client and then the community had the backlash and then Jagex actually responded to him, unlike the HDOS guys. But so I asked him, like, when did he start work on, on his project and what was his motivation? He says he's a RuneScape player since 2004 and old school player since the first hour. He was elated with the return of the combat system. The nostalgic charm of ancient graphics wore off pretty quick. Looking back, he's surprised that he even played OSRS for two years in fixed screen mode in the dark days before resizable mode. I, I can uh, <laughs> relate with him on that one um, as it was, it, it was painful once you got the, the full screen mode, but we did, we didn't know what we were missing out on. Um, but um, the one aspect of my motivation, but the existence of this project was really the result of the stars aligning at the right time. I used to read comments on the old school subreddit discussions about the possibility of an HD mode coming into the game wherein players were adamant that HD wasn't just possible. I would sometimes engage with these people in debate and they would assume, assure me that it was not feasible as every asset would need to be remade. So I suppose the desire to prove them wrong played a part too. I've had interest in graphics programming since 2007. It was really Halo 3 that grabbed my interest, a game that I still feel is one of the most visually beautiful games that I've ever played. Many will likely make the connection here that the origin of my alias 117 is based on the main character of the Halo series, Master Chief, aka Spartan 117. For a long time, I had a basic layman's understanding of the many graphical features, features commonly used in game, enough to understand what they are and how, and sort of how they work, but with no real technical understanding. My apologies, by the way, for me reading. I'm terrible at reading. I will probably mispronounce all kinds of words. Like I said, I struggle saying any word that's like more than three syllables. So please forgive me if I'm butchering his letter, letter here. <laughs> um, in 2019, during the easily most difficult year of my life, full of absolutely unbelievable misfortune, I decided I needed a positive change. At that point, I spent a few years really trying to understand myself and my shortcomings. I developed a set of personal principles and decided my number one goal was to commit myself to a project, seeing it through to completion at all costs. I wasn't playing OSRS at the time, but was somewhat familiar with Adam's RuneLite client and GPU plugin. So one day I dove in and started modifying the code, figuring out how things work and making simple changes. And that was it, the start of the project, the perfect storm. So then I asked him, uh, what are you most proud of in your development? And he responded, not quitting. I'm the kind of person who always has personal projects going on and a long list of others I'd like to try. The problem is for the most part, of my life, I never completed them. The ones I did complete were very small in scope. It's hard to express the amount of self-doubt and inadequacy I felt while working on this project. I came so close to giving up so many times, but I always kept one word in mind, commit. Since I made my Twitter account, I have the phrase, no half measures in my bio. Breaking Bad fans will recognize this as a quote from character Mike uh, Emmertrout. I'm not familiar with that pronunciation. <laughs> well, I've Fortunately, cannot relate to the incredible dark content in which the line is used. It is a lesson on its own that has stuck with me. So my proudest achievement is the fact that I'm now on the verge of releasing this project when it could have been instead writing on an old drive as an incomplete experiment that would never see the light of day. So the third question I asked him was, how many hours a week would you say you spent on this project? Uh, in one of his recent posts, he mentioned that he worked uh, I mentioned that I worked on this project for 2000 hours. I think it's a fair estimate, but it's very hard to gauge. Some weeks I didn't work on the project at all. Some months I put in single digit hours. Some weeks were full of 10 plus hour days. Work on the project would ebb and flow depending on my free time and the desire to get something done. Sometimes, particularly when in the early phase of editing new features, I will work on the project obsessively. 
So I would say about 20 hours a week on average is probably on the lower end, if anything. I think it would be way more. <clears throat> there was so much learning, experimenting, iterating, rewriting, testing, and fixing that it might have been a 3,000 hour project. So kind of like making a RuneScape video. It's there's a lot of similarities there. What were the biggest challenges that you found during the project development? He says, working within the confines of a third-party client with limited access to the underlying archaic game client. Adam's work on RuneLite is nothing short of incredible, including his GPU plugin, which so accurately reproduces the vanilla software's rendering quirks, which is necessary to make it all work correctly. But the nature of the project means that there have been some tricky restrictions which have forced some creative problem solving. Fortunately, I enjoy creative problem solving probably a little too much. It ended up being the lifeblood of the project. For example, if you take existing water, which is flat tile with a texture, you add a nice transparent watery shader to it, but there's no train underneath. It's just an abyss. So what do you do? You can hand sculpt some new train, save that data to a file, and load it in when you need it. The problem is that the approach takes a lot of time to do the work by hand and requires a lot of upkeep when the game, the game world is expanded. Instead, I took an entirely procedural approach in which a bunch of data is computed each time a new scene loads so that the underwater terrain is generated from scratch with the depth of the water increasing further from the shore. Procedural content generation like this was difficult to tackle, but the results is very hands-off. It's similar to what the uh, HDOS team said. Um, so it's, it's good to know that this, um, if there's an update in the game, it's not going to take like weeks for, for updates to come out. So that's good to know. So uh, next I offered, how often did you try to contact Jagex and what was the response up to this past week? So he didn't try to contact Jagex. As naive as that is, the principle Jagex had set seemed clear to me. You can release open source projects freely as long as they don't break game rules, which is kind of uh, the same principle um, that HSOS was talking about, but they, they did try to contact Jagex. So um, at, at the start of the project, <clears throat> the thought of con contacting Jagex hadn't even crossed my mind as it was a small what-if experiment. I announced the project on a whim on January 17th last year. Yes, purely because of the connection to my username, as silly as that is, and the rest was history. It had received enough attention that Jagex obviously knew it existed, so I figured there wasn't a problem. As the saying goes, it's easier to beg for, beg for forgiveness than seek permission. Who knows how things would have panned out had I asked permission. So I asked him, this must have been a roller coaster week for him. When and how did you get this week's message from Jagex and what were your initial feelings? So he doesn't want to really want to talk about the how and when, but he does say, when I received the notice from Jagex to shut down the project, I was utterly disheartened. So much love and passion, such an arduous personal journey, all for nothing. Well, not quite nothing. Any experience is only completely fruitless if you let it be. I was left with the foundations of a skill set I value and a journey of self-improvement that has positively changed my direction of life. That's a very good, positive way to view it. Um, still, my heart was set on releasing this project into the wild, and I fed a, felt a sense of obligation to the many OSRS players who had supported me up to that point. While it wouldn't have been an entire loss, the thought of never sharing my work made me feel so hollow. Um, so... Uh, some of the questions I asked him is, can you describe the timeline of events and emotions of what happened from then until now? Um, you said it best when you described the work, the week as a roller coaster. I started with all the negative feelings, the sense of loss and frustration, but I held on to a shred of optimism knowing that Jagex is in the early stages of their own graphical improvement project. It gave me a unique position to compromise as I've collected what I feel is a valuable experience and feedback over the past two years. 
as the wise Michael Scott once said, <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's Wayne Gretzky anyway. That's Michael Scott recording him. Um, so he took his shot. I laid out my suggestions for what I felt was a fair compromise. They responded by rejecting my offer and reiterated that they wanted me to shut my project down. As you can imagine, that glimmer of optimism was gone. I had hit a wall and all I could do was break the news to my supporters. That was the beginning of the outrage. I knew there would be frustration, but nothing could have prepared me for the scale of it. It was immediate. It was fierce. It was unwavering. For me, it was exciting, intimidating, overwhelming, and comforting. With 70,000 plus upvotes on Reddit, 10,000 likes on Twitter, it was far more attention than I had ever received before. While some were frustrated about my project, for many others, it was a matter of principle that had become something bigger. It was a company versus the community that's filling their pockets, and the community demanded that they should be heard. It just happened to be at the center. I just happened to be at the center of it. My project being the catalyst that sparked the reaction. It was all very surreal. Many people reached out to me with thoughtful messages of reassurance. To those of you who did, thank you sincerely. Some people expressed their frustrations by verbally attacking Jagex employees, which was disappointing to see. The memes were and still are great, but that's no surprise for this community. So now, of course, Jagex have listened. When they delivered that news to me, it was a huge moment of relief knowing that I would get to pass this message on and the project would live. While I disagree with how Jagex handled the situation early on, I have ultimately been very satisfied with their response. The few Jmods I've been in contact with are incredibly nice, and they have so clearly embraced this project instead of simply accepting it and tolerating it. So I asked him, uh, what have you heard from Jagex as to their initial reasoning for stopping these HG projects? Uh, projects. He said he wasn't comfortable answering this one. And it's pretty much what was publicly spelled out in Twitter, which was that they wanted to do their own HG project. Uh, so then I asked, what details can you share now that appears you will be allowed to release your project on Monday? He says, I will be maintaining a collaborative relationship with Jagex to keep my project in line with their vision for the game while sharing my experiences with them to hopefully steer the project in a direction that the community will be happy with. It's a really great outcome as having artistic input from those who dream up the game uh, dream up the game world gives my project authenticity and soul. It's something that I had literally hoped for while working on the project. It also means that we as a community get to shape their upcoming HD mode more directly. So I, then I asked him what what were his current plans going forward if he even knew yet? And so his, he says his immediate plan is to get through the release, fix the many problems that I'm sure will crop up and make whatever changes are necessary to uh, improve compatibility with different combinations of hardware. Beyond that, I have a long list of ideas for new features that I think the community will enjoy. I won't go into specifics yet, as I'm not sure what I'll be working on first, but I'm very excited to start working on them. Then finally, I ask, do you have any final thoughts or words you'd like to share with the community about this? He says, I'm, very, I'm fairly happy with where the project is in terms of aesthetics, but it's not quite where I want to be. This release is intended to be a solid foundation upon which to build. It is not my end goal. To anyone who uses the plugin, please keep this in mind if some things don't work out quite right or areas of the game look dull and untouched, etc. In a similar vein, this project is also technically incomplete. Upon release, it will be in beta state, so it will have some bugs. Performance may not be ideal. You should expect some... You should expect to experience some game crashes. Be careful when taking part in any dangerous activities for the time being, particularly if you're playing a hardcore Iron Man. Please use and enjoy the plugin when it is released. 
Uh, share any feedback you have, good or bad. Over the weekend, I'll be creating a Discord server for feedback and discussions. The details will be posted on Twitter uh, and Reddit on Monday. His Twitter account, by the way, is, I believe, just 117. Finally, he'd like to thank everyone for their support. Your voices have made a very real difference and never forget what a community is capable of. And that's all I have from him. So hopefully that was interesting for everybody. Uh, if you don't you guys have any final comments or anything you'd like to say, but as far as uh, the community response, I personally, I'm, I'm old enough to remember uh, the, the Falador riots um, back when they took away free trade. Uh, and this kind of had the same vibe. It wasn't quite as big as that one, but the response from the community was definitely brought me back to those days um, where people are just in Falador and raising fuss and people were on Twitter retweeting um, Reddit, like I said, 70,000. It was like um, the highest uh, upvoted thing on Reddit this week during during the day it happened so it's just really great to see the community kind of rally behind something like all the big uh video makers of of today were all kind of jumping on the not jumping on the bandwagon but posting their thoughts and everyone's pretty much in unison in agreement that this was a bad thing that that jag kind of needed to um listen to their player base and and be open to projects like this and do the right thing and it looks like we ever heard the um jagex um Jagex responded. We 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 got what we wanted. I'm hoping the the HDOS team gets kind of the same treatment because I also really love uh like as you see this 2008 project is just beautiful to look at. Um both both clients honestly are something I want to see in the game. It's it's something you should have the option to have. If you want to play in HD, you should have that option. If you want to play in 2008, you should have that option. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Um like I said it was like a little bit later than normal, but I'm glad to see all the people in chat. 